Hello, thank you for calling. I am Living Truthfully's answering machine. Amani Maranga can't answer the phone now. Because he is over at Super Producer's house with five other guys. Helping him replace a light bulb. Situation knee tricky. Please leave a message after the beep. Hey Amani, whatever time it is where you are. <laughs> that thing always sounds funny whenever you say it. My name is Timothy and I'm now an ardent follower and listener of your podcast. And I'd really thank you for the good job uh, that you do. I've been wondering whether we could have maybe in a series of episodes, um, how do we relate with abuse or women who've been abused emotionally, um, physically, and even sometimes sexually? Uh, just find a way of packing that for us so that we are able to know how to relate better as brothers, as husbands, as boyfriends, and even as men in society. Yeah. Thank you, Amani, and good, good job. sana. Hello Amani, my name is Sila and I live in Canada. Um I am an avid podcast listener and I stumbled upon your po- podcast and I have been binging. Um Living Truthfully has been an education, you know, for me um about the struggles and perspectives um that men have. Uh there have been many moments when I have literally stopped what I'm doing so I can listen with every fiber of my being. Um I know this discussion is designed for men and is done by men however i think it's important to balance the discussion by bringing in women and i think your mom should start us off you've spoken about her many times on the show and i i'm interested to hear her perspective and what was going through her mind or through her life at that time yeah and you know also women who have been raised without fathers you know and are now in their 20s or 30s or 40s you know i'm a single mom and i worry about my daughter and who she will be without a present and active father there are some things that i can do and i know i can't be there for her the way uh, you know she wants her father to be there for her so i am learning from your experience on how to deal with that brokenness um but it's hard um but sometimes i do wish it was easy but it's not and so i am being very intentional um with my relations with my daughter how i talk to her how i relate to her you know she's only 8 <laughs> and she's discovering a lot of things in her world too so yeah it's 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 quite interesting and you know i want to thank you and i just want you to know that we are listening and we're learning i'm learning a lot and uh, yeah keep doing what you're doing and yeah i look forward to hearing more stories uh, and more candid discussions All the best and uh, take care. Bye-bye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is wherever you are. Welcome to Living Truthfully the podcast and we are on episode 42, ladies and gentlemen. Hakofita fadali. I am so happy that you're here that you're still listening. And you guys the feedback I'm getting on this podcast is crazy. I want to give a specific shout out to Sila, rural enthusiast all the way from Winnipeg in Canada. Thank you so much for the wonderful conversations that we had and Dr. Tim Theuri the dentist. You guys find this guy even offered to do dental work for my toys and thank you so much. Can I include my uh, producer in that story? Akona Totopia. 
Thank you, Dr. Tim, and thank you for the conversations that you had with me, and thank you for the feedback that you've sent. Also, all the guys who tag me on the Insta stories, all the guys who are always saying that this podcast is truth, thank you so much. Oh, and let me say this. Thank you so much for those of you that have heeded the call and have been going onto your phone, onto M-Pesa and sending something uh, to keep the podcast going. We really appreciate the effort that you're putting in and just keeping us afloat. Thank you so much. Now. I went all the way to Western Kenya. This is a man's word. I'm lying, but you know, work with me. To a place I can't pronounce. I, I, I read it. It's called Buhala. What, what do you call it? Buhala Lire. You see, for Kikuyu, that's a problem. Buhala Lire. So, <laughs> so the man from Buhala Lire, but he's really from Karen, just over here, is in studio. Ladies and gentlemen, the man is an author, the man is a speaker. You know him for the naked truth and the stances that he has when he's speaking are meme-worthy. Put your hands together for the brand RB, but the man Israel, Robert Burala. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Miata? Ah, fiti kabisa. Wacha nikisho umse ya mengara, lakini yu kwa mengara kila saa. The guy is always, uh, you know, Robert Burale must be the worldwide um, endorser for Happy Socks. I, I tell you, right? Zimejaribu, eh? Yani, you've won Happy Socks since you discovered them. Yes. And you know, when you called me, you're my brother, but be, be, beyond being my brother, someone I respect in what you're doing. So I had to be on my A-game, both in my mind, my spirit, and my dressing. Yes, boss. Now, what are you trying to say about my dressing? That he doesn't respect you? No, Kosawa. No, you're... you What's your shoe size? Nine. Might be slightly bigger, but it might work for you. after this. <laughs> I can I can walk naked. Kabisa, eh? No, don't walk naked. Barefoot. Oh, yeah, thank it you. It was naked. So, shoes. where was your mind? Uh, bro, let me tell you. People in this podcast know I have a problem. Yes. Uh, me and Viri, we understand that song. Okay. You've heard it. Which one? Pombe cigara. Naeza chabila kumangana. Let me just say. Lakini. Lakini. Hawa sitana. Vile na wapenda. We shall call you for deliverance. Nikama lana. Have you not heard that song? Zios jeskia. That guy is speaking the truth of every man. After we are done with this series that I'm doing now on co-parenting. The next one I want to do is on sex. Okay. So why don't you invite me for that one? You want to talk about sex? Yes. Are you an expert? Well, I've not been having it. Now it's six years counting, but... You've not had sex for six years? And counting. Some water, please, guys. It's an, an uncomfortable <laughs> silence. I know we've had this conversation yes. with you. Yes, right. Maybe, maybe it's okay. Let's ask go there. Uh-huh. I mean, why not? Where yes. Here? Why are you not having sex? Well, I'm not having sex, not because I'm not functioning. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a healthy man. I'm a lawyer, to even to make matters worse. But... Mukhobero in the system. You know, but um, just the fact that um, the Bible mm. is very clear mm. on, on sexual sin. Mm. 
So I try by the grace of God to stay pure. It's not easy. I have so many questions. Yes. Let me let me ask them. I right. mean this this podcast is called Living Truthfully. Yes. What we do here is we live truthfully. Yes. What happened six years ago mm-hmm. that stopped you from having sex? My marriage ended. The marriage ended six yes. years ago. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the marriage mm-hmm. for a second. Right. Just to create context. Yes. Um you got married to someone you loved? Yeah, absolutely. You, are, you didn't get married like me. Me, I got married. Well, I didn't. I didn't not love her, but mm. I got married because of a child. Was that your situation? No. Well, tell me about how you got married. Um, I just felt it was time. Everybody around me was getting married, and I felt, uh, well, this is it. Let me get married. So you found this beautiful girl. Yes. You who was a ministry gospel minister. Mm-hmm. I said fine, and yeah. and um, I didn't marry because of a child because. Um, I had a child mm. in a previous relationship. Mm. Uh so we both came in with our children. So she had children as well. She had a, ch- a son. She had a son. Yes sir. So you you get married? Uh-huh. You have a wonderful marriage, right? It was good. I mean, uh, like any other marriage it it had uh, it ups and downs like mm. any other marriage. Um and then just things just did not work out and one year later we separated. My your marriage lasted a year and two days. <laughs> I'm not laugh- I'm not laughing at you. I'm, not, I'm laughing at the specific Yes, it was 367 days. Yes. It was 367 days. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, yeah. 367 days you you call it quits. Right. And so, this is not even about your marriage yet. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. You decide after that I'm not having sex. Yes. Because sex should be done within the confines of marriage. It's not that I don't understand what you're saying. Yes, I mean you are a, you are a walking bible. <laughs> I know you. I I am with you. Yes. Have you survived, man? It's the art of fleeing. The Bible's clear flee, not bind. Mm. Oh, you will not bind. It will bind you like seriously. The secret is to flee. Mm. But having said that when I get married I'm going to enjoy it. Revenge. Uh, don't do revenge. Utaumiza mstana wenye. Sawa tu. She better be I'm praying for her whatever she is. Enjoy it. Whoever she is, I'm praying. Yeah. Bro, any let me just tell you I respect that. And many people don't believe that by the way. No, and it's fine. No, I believe you. Yes, I know you do, but the majority, some even my fellow pastors don't believe that. Uh, they're like no it's impossible. But let me tell you, it's by the grace of God. And the, let me tell you, and I'll say it again. Mm. I mean, if I was lying even off camera I would have told you. You know, I would still tell you this if I was in your house having coffee. No, we've had this conversation yes. with you. And in let the me past. tell you, yeah. let me tell you, if I speak to a million people today, mm. a million ladies, yeah. and I speak about not having sex, mm. and I tell people about purity, mm. I can bet my bottom. There is nobody, no lady who can stand before God and say, "But Robert penetrated me since 2012, 2013, between 2013 and 2019, nothing like that." So they may lie but I'm saying that's why I said carefully before, before God, God yeah. no one can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, these women are not just telling you I can help you. I mean sometimes in this, let, in this Nairobi you you've bro, said this loudly. Yes. In this Nairobi guys have not said uh, watch and idea. Bro, let me tell you. Mm. As you say living truthfully yeah. is your mantra. Mm. I sometimes feel like I want it. I'm mm. I'm 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 a, I'm a normal human being. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? 
I also get offers. It's not a lie. Mm. But it's flee. Flee from myself. Flee from offers. Well, you know, it's not a strange story. Um, yes. Actually, the, uh, I've had a story from a very close friend of mine who yes. for six years, yes. before he got married, yes. he had zero relations. For six years, he, he, made, a, he made a decision and then there was a six-year period yes. before he got married where he made such a decision. Yes. I, let's see what my New Year's resolutions will be. I'll talk. Let's see about um, next year. Uh-huh. Let's let's talk about next year. My New Year's resolutions okay. for next year. Okay. So actually, I took a nick up. Let's move on. Live truthfully. <laughs> <laughs> You're an author. Yes. You've written a book. Right. That says something about you being in a strip club. Yes, called Mask Off. <laughs> From the strip club to the pulpit. Talk, let's talk about that for a second. Right. What's 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 the what was the inspiration behind the book? It's just to own my story and not just own it, but bless somebody else with it. Mm. You understand? Mm. Uh, for other people to realize, yes, you can make mistakes. Mm. I, the, I'll, I'll tell you, bro, I have I have really, if I can use this Swahili word, I nickered myself. Mm. I have talked about going into debt mm. uh, because of my addiction to strip clubs, mm. you know, borrowed left, right and center with lies and uh, deception, mm. you know, and and um, it was crazy. I remember I once met somebody and I told her, you look familiar. Yet I'd owed her 300,000. Well, why did I give that story? Because mm-hmm. I'd borrowed so much. I didn't know who. Then if somebody comes to me. You didn't know who you were borrowing yeah, from even. Anymore. Somebody comes to me, then I'll borrow a money to pay John. Mm-hmm. So I got I get John off my back. Mm-hmm. When a money puts me under pressure, I go to Paul to get, you know, it's a mm-hmm. vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the times I tried committing suicide. You understand? Mm. And and I gave the story just to start healing myself and forgive myself of the mistakes I had done. Mm. You know? And and it's forgiving is it's a it's a process until the day God calls us home. You know. There are friendships I'd lost completely. They may never forgive me. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. But I needed to start forgiving myself as Christ forgive me. That, that was gonna be my next question. You write this book, you out yourself. Yes. You you talk about all the shenanigans. Yes, sir. What does it do to you? It, two things, mm-hmm. opens me up to ridicule, mm-hmm. which I expected mm-hmm. and I knew would happen mm-hmm. because the enemy is not happy when you do that because the mm-hmm. Bible says you shall defeat them by the word of your testimony and the blood of the lamb. Mm-hmm. So the enemy wants you to keep all these pains so mm-hmm. that he keeps on using it against you in private. Mm-hmm. You know, who are you to say this thing? You mm-hmm. remember this. Mm-hmm. And then number two is to tell other people who may be going through the same because many have contacted me. But let me tell you, you're not alone. Mm. And if you only hold on one more day, it's going to turn around. And also to to really start my healing process. I For a long time, I'll tell you the truth. You'd go bless people in big podiums, but you haven't forgiven yourself. Mm. I'll tell you, bro, I, I had not forgiven myself for many, many things. And it was killing me. So you become a public success, but a private failure. So th- mm. you're dealing with things and you're like, oh my goodness, people tell you, thank you for blessing us. But you're feeling pain within yourself that you have not forgiven yourself. So the book has done that for me. What, what are some of the things you needed to forgive yourself about? The mistakes I did, bro. What are they? Just, I want you to say them here. I, I mean, getting money through deception. Mm-hmm. You had people who cared about you. Mm. And people who, who gave you because of the relationship. Yes, you absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and to try and make amends. Mm. It may take long, but you try and make amends. Mm. 
I needed to forgive myself for being molested when I was a young boy by some house house girl. I needed to forgive myself because at some point I thought I was a problem. Mm. I needed to forgive myself for voluntarily having sex in class 4. I needed to forgive myself from that. Uh, because I realized the longer I take I was dying inside. I I and how did I know that? I hated that I disliked people praising me. Oh, thank you for blessing us. You've changed my life. I don't get annoyed. I'm like, okay, I've changed your life. Well, I'm dying inside, guys. And you get to a place in life that people don't allow you to be vulnerable. And I said, no, enough is enough. If I die, you guys will bury me. A money will come with the boys. After some time, guys move on. That's the honest truth. So I said, I'm not going to die. I am not going to die. You understand? Mm. And and I, I was like, you know what, Robert? Take care of you as well. And that's what I did. And there are many like me, bro. There's somebody who read my book and told me they were about to commit suicide until they read my book. Mm. You understand? Mm. And at some point when I was writing the book, I was in tears. And uh, guys, you you say I'm blessing you. I'm getting these podiums, this stage to speak and bless people. But guys, I'm screaming and I'm dying inside. It's a high time somebody also TJX is is saying what happens when the encourager needs encouragement, leading while bleeding or fighting while fainting. And I said, you know what? If I don't take care of myself, bros admitted for 22 days in Nairobi Hospital. Mm. Fatigue, it was both physical and mental. Mm, and people didn't know that. Remember. You, you remember? Yeah, exactly. You came to see me. So all those things, uh, I said, no, enough is enough. You know. And I started the journey of healing. And by the way, the the battles are still there. Uh, not everybody is happy I've written the book. Uh, some will say, oh, okay, he's written, uh, but he still did this to me, and I can't control that. There was a time I spoke somewhere. I was speaking about divorce. Yes. And I was speaking about my, you know, the circumstances that led to my divorce yes. and my infidelity. Yeah. And this person tweeted and said, "I might as well be this this guy, Amani Maranga, might as well be the face of divorce in Kenya." You know. Whoa. I was like, oh, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> the face of infidelity in Kenya, something like that. It was. Uh, yeah. People, people can be ruthless. <clears throat> Bro, I was going to talk about co-parenting and maybe we'll talk about co-parenting, but I feel like the conversation needs to shift a little bit. Yes, sir. And and just shift because because some of the things you've said mm-hmm. are true yes. of many guys. Right. And I think the sex conversation has been a hard conversation for me to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me to have um even for me. Yes. So A guy tweeted the other day mm-hmm. about how he was molested by the house help. Yes. As a teenager, and many have gone through that. So, I'm conflicted. Yes. I did have a sexual experience with the house help as well. Mm-hmm. I can't tell though whether it was a molesting or not because I think I may have been the instigator. Instigator. Even those are minor. So you're molested. In your head you you are doing the like right. Like you mean when you go to Yeah, it's true. But uh, she was older than you. The onus was on her. If a young girl comes to you right now at Chokozaje, you'll say no, go and have Sarah like and Witabix before you think about this because you're of a higher age and uh, level of maturity in their own maturity as a young person. What they think is the best thing could be the very wrong thing because of their level of maturity. So at that time you're thinking you're the biggest kahuna. But at that age, what do you know, bro? 
So it is a person who is on a higher pedestal who should take control and say no 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 stop it. As long as they accept it. If a young girl comes to us at our age uh, underage and we accept uh, let me tell you you can never stand anywhere and say statutory rape. Uh, yeah you can never say oh but they they wanted it. no we are mature of age and, and and wisdom to say no 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 you got to stop and even cancel that person and pray pray for them to grow uh, up better yeah yeah what did that do for you what what did you realizing that First, you've even spoken about class four, so now I don't even know where to start. Yeah, um, this thing has taken a different turn. Eh? <laughs> it has, but yeah. there's some there's something here that I think people need to hear. Yeah, that's and that's why I'm going here. What do you think your early sexual experiences did to you or for you, and how they've shaped your adult life? Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. Molested when I was in lower primary, voluntarily had sex in class four. In Form 1, was having sex with two of my teachers. Wow. When I went to campus, I went into sex addiction. I was done towards end of campus and after I was addicted to strip clubs that took me to death. So that, all these things I was going through, the starting point mm. was molesting because then you become bitter. So sometimes you're revenging against innocent people. How has that shaped your relationships with women? At that time I was very bitter with women eh? mm. because it is your kind that hurt me when I was young. Mm. Just the way you hear some women saying all men are dogs. Mm. Uh, it's from a place of one man really hurting them. Were you conscious that you you actually hated women? No. No. So I just say that eh? mm. somebody one of yours did this to me. So let me feel how it is to have power over you mm. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and and um, until I got to a place in prayer mm. and talking to quite a number of people who I acknowledge, mm. I realized, hang on a minute, I'm running away from dealing with the issue. That's why when you deal with a drug addict, don't deal with the drug issue first. What sent them there? What are they running away from? Until mm. you cut the root, mm. uh, you're you're wasting your time. And that's when I decided no. And that's why, bro, I will go everywhere until the day God calls me home to talk about sex and purity. And and I don't judge people. Naked truth, a prostitute comes, you'll sit even in the front row. Come with you as you have drunk, you're looking haggard. We will speak to you. I don't judge people because I understand the root cause. Mm. A man, if I owe you money, you'll just know I've owed you money. Mm. But I borrowed money to go to strip clubs. And that journey started when I was in class two. That was holding on to me when I was a grown man. But that's, you don't have the privilege of that information. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm tempted to ask you what this how this played out in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Like is there was there any of that history that came into your marriage? Debt. The debt. Yeah. Okay. I uh, and I think my ex-wife has publicly stated that as well. Mm. Uh, the debt issue came. You know even if you're trying to make amends uh, pressure will still come. Abuses mm. will still come. Mm. Love will still come. Mm. Uh, forgiveness will come. Lack of forgiveness from other quarters will be there. Mm. So that affected. It did actually. Mm. It actually did. And it affected the marriage. No, it did. And and um, to my ex-wife's defense, I don't think any woman wants to deal with those kind of stresses every day. 
and especially at the beginning. At the beginning, them, absolutely. Uh, and, and if they didn't have a part in growing that data, you see, well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't part of it. Uh, did it? Did the history as well affect how you related sexually with your wife? No, you had healed from that. Because for me, I was trying to really heal. I'd healed actually. I was trying mm. to move on, mm. but the debt thing was bringing me down. Mm. Yeah. So the debt was the bigger thing that absolutely. So, there's someone who's feeling like they don't have a handle yes. around sex. Uh-huh. So, they don't feel like they have control. Control. Yes. What would you tell that guy? Flee. Let me tell you. Is remove yourself from that space. Mm. Nobody can bind sexual sin. Mm. Oh, ho. that thing is too powerful. Mm. And and um, I did a, I, I acted in a play and one of my lines was like it's a taboo for a man to say no to a woman when a woman mm. is begging you as a man ah you bro uh, <coughs> you will know why reggae was not stopped <laughs> so <laughs> the the thing is to flee is to not put yourself in that space it's the only way and and to understand uh, sometimes when people indulge in too much sex mm. they're running away from something by the way and they're numbing something yes yeah. but once you're done with it what happens. Reality hits. It's mm. like taking uh, alcohol. It's like, it's, it's like any other drug. Yes, when you when you sober up, mm. the thing is looking at you straight in the face. So let's deal with ourselves on the inside. Forgive yourself. Just move on, mm. and and um, don't use sex to number pain. It's a momentarily thing. It's even worse if you're a one minute man. So it's only for one minute. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, Robert Burale. Yes. <laughs> have you had the sex talk with your daughter? Yes, I have. So this is my current dilemma. Yes. No one ever had a sex talk with me. Neither. Me. So I don't know how to have the sex talk with my daughter and with my son. So she's had a conversation with her mom from a, from a woman's perspective. Now you need to bring your so, perspective. So I, need, I feel like I need to bring a dude's perspective yes. of this conversation. You but know, I don't know what to when say. When girls hold hands even in high school, it's mm, okay. Mm. Uh, let's, let's be men here. Mm. If you're talking to a chick, our age of course, and then as you're talking you place your hand on her thigh and she's okay with that mm. the message is to us mm. it's like oh she's loving it so mm. we want to take it to the next level mm. and to her that could not be the case might not even be the case at mm. all but it what gets into our mind so it's to make them understand listen don't allow a man to be very inappropriate with you you know don't allow them to touch you in some other areas it doesn't matter who it is if they do that come and tell me and we deal with it immediately but don't allow that to happen if somebody does it forcefully come and tell me and that's when the day I'll remove my pastor's hat and we start deal with we deal with you man to man yeah, understand and and and, and you you'll have uh, a squad Yes, you know, you know, there's a few of us. Eh? Yeah, who, who, I'll call you guys. I'm like, listen, eh? somebody has uh, really, and of course, will show up. Eh? So <laughs> and protect your niece. Yeah, you don't, understand? Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't play with like. So please yeah. make we, sure we'll come for you. Yeah, the squad yes, will be there. Yeah, we will come for you. <laughs> so you got to tell her those things from a man's point of view. That if a man does this, this is what he's trying to do. You may be innocent in your head, but this is what it sends. This is the message it sends to that man. So be very careful about those boundaries, and don't let a man tell you "I love you" because they want to bed you. You know you're already loved. In fact, just by telling your daughter "I love you," "I appreciate you," you know you're intelligent, you're good. That alone starts blocking. It, it's actually what you're doing that what, what you're doing when you do that. You're blocking funny men in the future because those things will not excite her. But what you're saying is you're teaching her the skills that she needs that no one else will have. To yes, teach and her those the, the few things that demented people use to try and get the attention of the ladies. Yeah. 
I had actually invited Robert into studio to discuss co-parenting before we started talking about sex. The reason is a lot of people around me are co-parenting and sometimes it's a complex situation. I am fortunate to have a great co-parent and to have a great co-parenting experience, but I know that is not the truth for everyone. Robert is co-parenting too and I wanted to have that conversation with him. And so this is why he's actually here. You can get onto our Facebook page, Living Truthfully by Amani Maranga, and I'd like to hear your comments as well on co-parenting. But here is how my conversation with Robert went. Let's talk about your your daughter. Right. 14 years old. 14 years. Beautiful girl. Absolutely. Brilliant. We bless the Lord, yes. She got her mother's brain. Thank God. I'm joking. And the father's okay, intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the mother's very brainy, by the way. Yeah, she is, she she's is, she's brilliant. I yes, know. Yes. Um, so let's talk about the circumstances in how she came. Yes. And the reason I want to talk about that, it's not to anika you, bro. It's yes. because a lot of co-parenting starts somewhere. It doesn't start with the child. No. Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. something uh, those those activity before and yes. those circumstances before that now led it was either marriage it was uh, just a come state or we were just having sex or yes. whatever at some point something happens and a child comes, comes that we now have to be you know to both parents right talk to me about the circumstances in which your daughter came well I met uh, my daughter's mother mm. uh, at the time she was a model mm. and I was training. <sighs> <laughs> the standards are not kidogo. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. She was um, runners-up Miss Kenya at some mm. point. Mm. And then we started dating. It was not a one-night stand. Mm. We actually dated mm. for a number of years. Mm. And then, of course, um, uh, we indulged in uh, bodily contact. Mm-hmm. And as it is... Yes, 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 you to Yes, you're not pouring apple mm. juice. Mm. So a baby... <laughs> That's so dramatic. You said leave it truthfully, bro. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> and uh, a child came forth. Mm-hmm. We were together. Then things didn't really work out. Because mm-hmm. at that time, I was even trying to find myself. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Things didn't work out. And then um, after that, I um, we I couldn't. I didn't even have the finances to take care of my daughter at that time as much. But I wanted to be part of my daughter's life. And then... We separated, moved on, um, and then after a few years, we decided, listen, eh, we have to do what is best for this girl. Mm. Because you two may fight, but you, what you don't realize, the repercussions on the child may manifest later in life mm. when you are old and you wonder, why is my son, why is my daughter behaving this way? Mm. Only when you take it back, you realize you played a major role in this. So we co-parent very, very well. I've watched it. Yes. A bit. Yes. And it's amazing to watch it is. I, I think I think I'm I'm privileged that I'm in an equally great co-parenting situation. And you see, your children turn out well. You are very confident kids. They've come to my house. I've seen them. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're amazing children, and I'm very grateful for the privilege of bringing up my kids. But <sighs> 14 years of co-parenting. Right. What's been your biggest challenge? biggest challenge is how does my daughter take this Mm. in her silence Mm. she's very vocal but at the end of the day maybe there's some things they're wondering Mm. 
Mm. Or when uh, there's a parents' day in school, we see parents coming from the same house. Mm. Uh, But I go with Lex's mother. Mm. But she knows maybe I've picked the mother or she has picked me, then Mm. we have gone together. So maybe those my worry is what what is she thinking? What are the voices in her head telling her about that situation? Mm. Some things she will never tell me as a father or the or her mother. You understand? So those are the things I am worried about. I pray, and every person in a co-parenting situation must worry about that. I have a tool mm. I want to share with you. Yes, and I'll share with my listeners. It's yes. something I learned when I was doing crucible mm-hmm. for discussing emotions with children. Mm-hmm. So it's the acronym SASHET. Yes. S A S H E T. Yes. S A S H E T. Yes. So um, S is for sad. Mm-hmm. A is for angry. S is for scared. Yes. H is for happy. Wow. E wow. is for excited, and T is for tender. Ish, you came up with that? No, no, no. I okay. learned it from I learned it from a process I went through. So I'm going to demonstrate it with you. Okay. So this is how I have conversations with my children when I want to understand what's going on in their mind. Mm-hmm. So I tell them we're going to do sachet. So I've, I've already introduced the concept to yes. them. So I tell them we're going to do sachet. So I ask them. So I'm going to ask you no. right now. And so just answer with the truth of whatever that question is. Right. Said. Is there anything that you're currently sad about? Yes. What, what is it? I'm not married. You're sad that you're not married? Yeah. Okay. Uh, why are you sad that you're not married? Because lonely. You're lonely? Yeah. So I'll have that conversation with my children like that. And I'll ask them mm-hmm. if there's anything they're sad about. And they'll tell me what they're sad about. And then I, in turn, will tell them what I'm sad about. So I am sad that, uh, I think I'm sad that I'm lonely as well. Right. Um, I don't think I'm ready for marriage, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, I, I'd, I'd love to be in a relationship, in a, in a good, meaningful Absolutely. Relationship, Absolutely. so so that I'm sad about that about that as well. So, a angry. Is there anything you're angry about? Yes. What is it? Um, I'm angry that, uh, as much as I said I was healed, but I'm still angry at some of the mistakes I made in the past. Mm. Yes. Is there anything that makes you angry today? Like something that has happened recently that's that you're angry about? Yeah, the guy who knocked my brother and tried to run away. Mm. I'm actually very angry. Every time I see my brother in the crutches, I get angry at that ambulance. Mm. Yeah. I understand that. Mm. I'm angry. Am I angry? Currently, I'm not really angry about anything. You're a good man. No, it's it's not even good. It's just fortunate. Like right now, I'm not okay. angry. I think in the recent past, I've been angry about clients who've made me do work. Yes. And then not... Pay. Or, yeah, or do unbillable work. Yes. You know? Uh, I'm, in fact, I'm trying to figure out how to change my billing system so that yes. I include some things yes. that have not been billable before. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you're scared about? Yes. What are you scared about? Not fulfilling my destiny. And and my daughter, not to get it wrong in life. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything more current that you're scared about? Failure. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I am. I'm I'm scared about school fees for next term. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, I, it's it's a it's a continuous just fear. I'm not where I used to be when I was running the agency. Yes. So in terms of income, yeah, absolutely understand. 
So that scares me. Yeah. Is there anything you're currently happy about? Yes. What is it? That I'm alive mm-hmm. after three suicide attempts. Wow. Yeah. Is there anything current mm-hmm. that's happening now that yeah. you're happy about? Um yes that uh, I'm healthy that I'm fulfilling purpose mm. in speaking to young people that uh, uh, I'm happy about the fact that God has given me thick skin to handle some social media attacks mm. yeah good stuff <laughs> yeah Two years ago not be able to handle it I'm I'm today I'm just happy that you're here bro yeah man thank I'm you I'm just bro. happy that you're here I'm happy that we're having this conversation absolutely I'm happy that there's um There's purpose to this conversation. Absolutely. You know? yes. So, excited. Yes. What are you excited about currently? I'm excited about um, um, my daughter going into teenagehood. She's mm-hmm. 14, now She's going 14. into 16, 17. Yeah. I'm excited about what next year has in store for me as far as ministry is concerned and my company. Mm. I'm excited about that. Good stuff. Yes. My daughter is 12, going on 21. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is a shop. Yeah, the kids are shop. Man, I remember uh, when they came to my house. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. I mean she's she's about to come home on holidays, so I'm excited about Are that. Happy? Uh she's in school outside town. Okay. Um and you know, she's she's just about to close school, so so she's in those schools, eh? <laughs> If she's still in school, she's in those schools. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. So, so I'm, I'm excited about about that um her coming home. Uh, I'm excited about next year. This this faith journey that has been the podcast that has been yes. speaking has really just given me a, a new lease of life. Yes. And so next year I can't wait to see what that fantastic what that looks like. Yeah. So lastly, it's mm-hmm. tender and uh usually it's like is there someone or people that you feel tender towards? My daughter. Mm. Yeah. My daughter. I feel tender towards my children as well. Yeah. In a strange way I feel tender towards uh, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast. Absolutely. Um that's your family. It's my family. Yeah. And every day I get to hear, you know, some form of response mm-hmm. of the impact that this podcast is having or yeah. even just someone just feeling they can speak now they have the courage to speak about something they're going through. Yes. Because they listened to the podcast. Absolutely. And that that makes me feel tender towards them. I listen to your podcast. Thanks. Muscles, we listen to your podcast. Elites, we listen to your podcast. Asante. Yeah. It's changing lives, bro. See what we've just done? Yes. That's how I have conversations with my kids. Wow, fantastic. So we've just gone through six emotions. Wow. So you call this okay. We've right. gone through sad, yes. angry, scared, happy, excited, tender. And the idea is to go through these six emotions mm-hmm. on where they are at currently. Yes. So it's not you're not even looking for I'll, I'll write it down for you. We're not even looking for the big No, I need you to reply to this. <laughs> you want me to reply to this? Yes. Somebody's coming. Uh Okay, nime re, nime reply I'm to ako. I'm finishing a podcast. Eh? <laughs> Who's this guy taking a call? Okay, I'll call you. <laughs> Oh, I like this. So, six emotions. Yes. I like that. Uh and so what happens is that you're able to get into the mind of your child 
at the moment, at the thing that's concerning them. But why didn't you tell me this yesterday? I had a quarrel with my daughter yesterday. She didn't agree with something. I had, uh, she had done her braids were very long. Then I told the lady, no, cut this by half. Yeah, wh- why are you getting involved in a braids conversation? Braids are too long. Well, what's what's wrong with long braids? I don't know. She's 14. What is wrong with long with long braids? Can you see how that sentence is so hard? <laughs> What does the length of does the length of the brain yes. have, uh, of the braids have anything to do with the length of the brain? I don't know. Maybe it was unfair actually. So is, took, is, it is, is it indecent? Is it like a skirt, like a short skirt? No. Is it the same? Actually, I was wrong. Now you're making me see the sense. Uh, when I talked to her in the evening, because I was trying to make up with her, like you know, let's make peace. She was like, "Dad, I don't feel like talking to you right now." Wow. Yeah. And, and and I'm not judging. Yes. I'm just trying to understand. No, we, sh- I'm, no, we are brothers. You're, eh? two, you're two steps, two I years had ahead two of years me. Of you, yes. So I'm trying to understand the decision-making process mm. so that maybe I can catch myself as well. Right. When I'm having that conversation yeah. with my daughter. Yes. Um. So what what was it about the braid? I thought it was too long. So what was what was the problem with too long? That's what I'm trying to understand. I'm like, what's, what's the point? Almost on her knees. Are you a chick? No, I'm not. So I should not have interfered. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. Yes. No, but you're making I'm, I'm, me see. I'm trying to understand yeah. the the decision. What the length? I think I overreacted, but uh, at the end of the day, what I said is what happened. And then, <laughs> and then you know me, I'm worse than you. I'm like, ah, Z, Z, go back. Where something? What, what are you doing? How is it co-parenting a girl? What are, what are, what is that? How does that work out for you? For a girl, I've understood the fact that. The father is the standard measure of a man. Mm. So when you give her your word, when you tell her something, keep it. You have to tell her the right things. She mm. has to hear I love you, affirm her. Because not in fact, yes, mother and father both need to do that, but the father's words and interaction with the daughter have more weight in as far as how the girl will handle herself mm. in her future relationships. Father is the standard measure of a man, yes. So you're affirming your daughter. Yes. You're, you're, I keep saying I keep saying I want to be the competition for my daughter's boyfriend. That's actually that's how it's supposed to be. That's my daughter's mother was telling me yesterday mm. the same. You know, like hey, where where you really raised the standard. How what has made co-parenting work between you and your and your daughter's mom? Mutual respect. Mutual respect. Mm. We really respect each other. We have handled. We've we've grown to a level of maturity. Mm. It was not easy in the beginning, to be honest. I mean, mm. I, I cannot uh, tell you things that you don't know. Yeah. But now we've gotten to a place. Let me tell you. We have dinners together. Mm. We have movies together. Mm. Uh, you got to understand. Anybody who is listening, and you're in a co-parenting situation. You got to know your primary responsibility is not your feelings per se mm. but the well-being and the upbringing of your child. Let me say that again. Cuz I feel people need to hear that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. If you're in a co-parent situation, mm. it's not about what you feel. Mm. Throw that out of the window. Mm. Your primary responsibility is the feeling, the foundation and the upbringing of the children or the child. Because if you don't later in life you'll cry. I was going to ask you what advice you'd give to moms mm-hmm. who are co-parenting because there's a lot of single parents but I feel like you've hit it on the nail because right. every time I have a co-parenting a co-parenting it's okay, co-parenting bro. conversation with some with, with women I feel like it's their feelings about the person that, that they're parenting with that come in the way. 
sadly and not the benefit of the child of the child yeah and we, the the only target should be the child because if you don't some let me tell you something amani some of the things you see teenagers doing right now mm-hmm. early 20s people doing right now yeah. and we say the kids of nowadays are spoiled mm. no yes they are spoiled but when you look back someone spoiled them yes you know they pick things you know when for example you're going to pick your son or your daughter uh, you're co-parenting uh, and then you're not saying any words to each other you're just picking your kids hand and mm. get get into the car mm. yes as you're buying them ice cream they'll be enjoying at that moment mm. but what will rem- they will remember is the animosity when you pick them the cold shoulder the cold blood you know bro i even feel like that's a milder one eh? yes. like i've had people talk smack about their the other the children p- other parent yes. to the children you see what people need to understand if you're a man who left or was left by the woman your child is not to blame mm. and what you got to understand is even if you don't like the baby daddy mm. you may call him useless whatever but to the child that is the hero mm. even the mother don't say anything bad about the mother that is their hero so every time somebody says something bad about the hero bitterness comes in mm. and then later in life whoever was saying bad about the spouse will be the one who will be disliked by the very child that's true they were showering with toys and ice cream and all that that's true like you're speaking against my hero i mean look, let's look at it as friendship even you're my friend for many mm. years mm. i would not sit anywhere and people bad mouth you i would either stop it or walk okay. away. Yeah. Why would I walk away because these guys are talking about my friend? Mm. What about now? Your father, mm. your mother. And, and and the child is in a hostage situation yes. in a sense because they can't talk away from their home. No, that's a parent. They have to listen to this yes. to this, you know, conversation. You're causing so much damage. You're causing conflict yes. in this child. Yes. That they don't need. Absolutely. What advice would you give men who are co-parenting based on your experience? Like Based on the things that have worked for you. Yes. What did you tell somebody else who's co-parenting? Respect your baby mom. Mm. My goodness. The best love you can show to your child mm. is by respecting the mother. Her well-being. Mm. Especially if your children are living with the mother. If she's not okay, mm. the environment will be toxic. Mm. And you think you are hurting her or you're hurting him, you know? Mm. Yet it's the environment where your children are in that is toxic. Um what what would you tell a father to a daughter? Number one, you are you are the standard measure of a man. Mm. If you don't affirm her, she'll be affirmed by the wrong person. Mm. If you don't give her time, she will look for time from the wrong person. Yes. And and the thing is, what you go to what you go to understand is that girls crave for attention from their father. Mm. And the mistake the new age parenthood has done is that we think if you buy them phones and give them Wi-Fi and uh, you buy them all the movies that mm. that is taking care of them. Let mm. me tell you if the kids were to be honest, they would rather get rid of all those and have you and have your presence. We are wasting too much time investing for our children but not investing in our children, mm. inculcating the right value system for them. You understand? You know I love you and I love you because of this and this. I'm punishing you on this one because of this and this. Mm. It's not out of hate, it's out of love. So that you understand not everybody who gives you things anytime is because they love you. Uh men will give you things because they want to sleep with you, you know? So when I do something that you don't like, when I give you curfew, when I take away your phone, when I do this, when I tell you you're going to read more today because I, I have reading times with her, it's not because I hate you. Because when they translate that to hate, mm. anybody who shows them with anything they want, they'll translate that to love, mm. not realizing the intention of some of those people are very dangerous. 
You understand? Mm. So for me, I always explain. I had uh, I had a uh, you know my daughter is very independent minded. She mm. argues her case. Mm. Uh, Come let us reason together kind of child. <laughs> she's a so, she's a Christian. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so when I told her about I don't like this long braids. I said so mm. I asked her, "Why do you want this long braids?" Mm. She says, "It's because they look good." Mm. So I told her, "And if they're short, they don't look good." So we were arguing and and I tried to make her understand. Mm. And and I was happy by the time I was going to bed, she video called me. Mm. And we laughed. In the morning she video called me. No, I video called her mm. and we laughed. Mm. When I was coming here, I was actually talking to her. Mm. There's a time you tried calling yeah, me. Yeah, I was yeah, actually yeah, on phone with her. You understand? Yeah. And um it's it's about that because if you don't, there are people out there who are demented and uh, are preying on these innocent girls who did not have the right foundation with their father. So for any man, mm. please And then I tell people there's a certain age a girl reaches. Mm-hmm. You can't be allowing her to sit on your laps. Even if you're the father. Mm. You have to now give her the boundaries for her to understand listen now. Don't allow people to be very close to you in this manner because one time the most dangerous will take advantage. Mm. And most of the people who molest are people known to the children. Uncles, family friends, sleepovers and all those kind of things. And 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 for me The one thing I respect uh, my daughter's mother is that her maturity level is very high. Mm. We agree and even if she may not agree with some of the things I'm doing or punishments maybe I've given, she will not disagree with me there. <clears throat> She'll not disagree with you in public. In front of the baby? Yeah. No. Mm. She'll say okay, well, come we talk. And sometimes she makes me see the sense. And <clears throat> um, and I turn the story and tell Lexi okay fine this is the issue. Mm. Yeah, it's about that. Uh, when it comes to co-parenting there must be a united front as parents and don't show each other mother row in front of the child. You shouldn't even in abs- in the absence anyway, mm. but if it's that bad, just be a united front because at the end of the day uh, the one common thing that you people would agree with is the one thing co-parents <coughs> will agree is that Sorry. they want their children mm. to be successful and uh, be people of value later in life. No, you're, you're brighter than you look. Yeah? Am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Robert Burali, you, you, hear, you hear him talk about the naked truth. Uh, he's the author of the book, The Mask of... I have a question. Yes, sir. Of your book. Yeah? Yes. And maybe because you've mentioned this as well. Yes. What's your de- debt status like right now? Um, man to man, I've reduced it by 80%. Mm. Yeah. But you're not it there. No. Bro, one thing about me. Mm. And you being my very close friend. Mm. I'm not here to tell you things that sound politically correct. No, no. It's a journey. Uh, even me I'm in debt. Yes. It was not strip clubs, but I'm in debt. Yes, it's, yeah. a it's a journey. And I'm not going to stand here and say, "Oh, no, I'm okay. No, 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 no. Because you're still paying debts mm. as you still have responsibilities in life. Mm. You understand what I'm mm. saying? And you do all those things poly poly. But you're work- you're working towards it. Yes. Another question mm. from the book as well. Yes. Um and 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 also from I guess my conversations with you. Right. I've, I've had you talk about your dad. Yes. Um and and the the how he inspired you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um first is your dad alive? No, he passed no, on. He, he yeah. passed on. Yes. What what was your relationship with him when he left by the time he was passing on That man I think looking back now mm. 
loved me too much mm. at that time when he was telling me don't do this I, i will not give you this i was getting pissed off mm. but i'm seeing the benefits of some of the tough things he did mm. but he inculcated some things in me not through words only but how he lived his life you understand mm. very senior person in the banking industry loved god loved his family mm. to death mm. and i remember when he died the last words were for me you know i wasn't in the country mm. and he asked uh, one of our <coughs> one of his employees to bring his bible mm-hmm. and then put told him put my bible in my chest and then the guy is called Bernard put the bible on his chest and then said to because he was very weak at that time then take mm. my hands and put my hands on top of my bible and then he says tell my son i love him and i know he will not let me down and then he said they're coming and he smiled so i believe the angels who are coming and that's how he passed on and some of the things that he taught me we used to sit in his reading room he only taught me from two books mm. and i'm telling this truthfully mm. the bible and shakespeare any advice he gave me was from the bible or shakespeare But the one thing that I disobeyed that hurt me later in life, bro. And I want everybody to listen to right now. Please don't have too many friends. Don't. He told me that I didn't take it seriously. That thing has hurt me for years. And I want to advise anybody listening, please. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. Be at peace with everybody. Don't have too many friends. My goodness the more friends you have what you have done is you had enemies in friends clothing. I wish bro if there's an advice I wish I would take back the hand of time and start proper is on friendship. My father walk home a few friends at you all over the place and this thing of now we look for acceptance in many friends or take selfies with everybody and anybody. I have been hurt. Big time bro. I have a philosophy on friendship. Mhm. <clears throat> My philosophy is guided by the Bible. Yes. But in a sense, the the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, there's a place we're told about how he sent out people to go uh do some evangelism. Yes. And there were 72 of them. Yes. Now I keep saying in his he, he probably knew some of those guys personally. Mm-hmm. He probably knew some of their families. But we don't get we don't get to know who the 72 are because they were acquaintances yes they were not really yes his friends but how many did he allow and so close that he says you can have this whole group of people around you and you could know them but they don't necessarily fit in the criteria of friends mm-hmm. of close friends he had the 12 And those 12 then were his boys. Yes. They were his squad. Yes. Were, and even even within the 12 there was a betrayal, you know? Yes, of course. The girls and, in charge and of was, finances. And just 12, <laughs> and just 12 people, one, two, three, any 12. But even amongst the 12, he yes. had three. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those three were like his ride or die. Yes. And even amongst the three, there was one who was called the beloved. Absolutely. Bro. Uh-huh. What do you wish for your daughter? Who? Lexi, I wish for her to fulfill her God-given mandate. Mm. Uh, she wants to be an FBI agent. Uh, for me I told her if that's what God wants you to do fine, but my work is not to ask her what she wants to be, but guide her into knowing what God wants her to be. Mm. And and for her to grow up to be an atmosphere changer. That and the advice I give myself and I'll give to your listeners some money is if God invites you to be the guest of honor in your own funeral. Mm 
Will you be happy what people say? Nobody knows the kind of suit Nelson Mandela wore. Nobody knows the kind of car Martin Luther King drove. But if you say long walk to freedom, you'll know who you're talking about. Mm. If you say I have a dream, you will know who you're talking about. So what am I talking about? It's legacy. Mm. If you don't leave a legacy, you haven't lived a life. I was going to ask you a legacy question. So this is so <laughs> really just... We are flowing like that. Because I was going to ask you, what do you want her to say? What do you want her last sentence to be? About me. When you when she's reading your eulogy. He went through a lot, but kept the faith. Mm. She knows the stuff I fight. She knows the things I go through. She was the first one to read my book. <coughs> Before my book went into print, mm. she read the book. I wanted to say he kept the faith even with what he went through. Mm. Yeah. And he loved me when he had when he didn't have. Yeah. Where can we find your book? Well, my book is not in any bookstore because I want to challenge Kenyans. We don't buy books. Mm. We don't read local authors. Mm. If I put my book there and then another person put their book there, a foreigner, they'll buy the book. So mm. it's just a matter of calling a number. It's 0724-401-586. Say it again. 0724-401-586. How much is the book? 1,000 shillings. Call the number, read the book. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's worth it. Amen. It's worth it. Was it about three weeks ago or four yes, weeks ago we that, I, that, that we, 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 we met at Galeria and I bought two copies yes, of your book? Copies, one for one of your guys. One for my intern. The intern. He told was, me mm-hmm. just now that mm-hmm. he read the book uh, in one sitting. Yes, on his way home. Yes, on his way home. There was a traffic jam towards yeah. Rungai. Rungai, yeah. And it's true. He says it, he was really, really blessed. And those are the things I want to hear. It's true. That he told me that man, the next day. Yes. Yeah. That a young man who has a future and who is very focused like him. Because mm. I remember when I chatted him, when I talked talk to him that day, I saw a focused man. Mm. And for him to say the book blessed me, that is it. Others will bash it, but it is fine. Um, when you go into the field, you expect some rough tackles and celebrations when you score a goal. Find Israel Robert Burale on Facebook. Yes, and Burale1 on Twitter, Burale1 on Instagram. Follow the guy, uh, have conversations with him, <laughs> have naked truth conversations with him. Yes. Six years without sex. I'm going to be pondering, pondering on that one for a bit. And counting. <coughs> as I challenge my next guest about that as well. Mm-hmm. He's outside. Yes, I've seen him. Uh, six years without sex. Tony. <laughs> Tony has done six years, I'm at six minutes. Uh, <laughs> on that note, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank I'm you, my bro. so glad that oh, you came. Always a pleasure. Thank you for answering my call. Your always, answer was always. yes on the first yes. call. Oh, no, I would not have said no. I'm grateful. Pass my regards to the children. I will. On and my regards to Lexi as well. Yes. Talking to our letter. Yes. And anything you ever need me to do, bro. I got you. No, I know I can count on you, bro. I got you. Asante. Asante sana. This episode of Living Truthfully is brought to you by the generous contribution of listeners like you. If you'd like to contribute to our podcast, as a way of saying thank you, good job, keep going at it, or just a way of buying us coffee, please check the details on how you can give your love donation in the show notes of this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a rating or review. Thank you.